Well, hello, friends. This is Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl with Cosmic Owl Astrology. How are you all? Here I am with another episode of the Weirdly Cosmic Podcast. And I'm going to be looking at the um, astrology, numerology and various wondrous magical things of um, the Scorpio new moon that's coming up on November the 4th. Here we are right after I'm recording this the day after the Aries full moon. Um, And I have a little bit more to say about that before we dive in. But before I start, please, please, please subscribe to my YouTube channel and maybe click the little bell to get notified when I upload new content. And um, also maybe even consider going and uh, leaving the podcast a review on iTunes um, so that can grow this podcast. Um, Though I hope you like watching me on YouTube. So the first thing I want to say before I dive into the astrology of the new moon is that the full moon that we've just had, the Aries full moon, is, I've just realised now, the first of six full moons at 27 degrees. So this is always a super concentrated period. I'll talk more about it in the next full moon episode, which is actually about the uh, lunar eclipse on November the 19th. But when we have a series of lunations at the same degree, there's a definite message there with the numbers. And so we'll look deep more deeply at 27, but I refer you to the last podcast for that Aries full moon for some details about that number 27, which is the uh, number of the Bodhisattva. Okay. Oh, but here we are going to into a Scorpio new moon. And the Scorpio new moon is on November the 4th, 2021 at 3.15pm Mountain Time where I live. And so that's 2.15pm Pacific at 5.15pm on the East Coast and that will be 10.15pm in the UK. So uh, I think as long as the UK hasn't changed their clocks by then, I'm not sure when that's all happening (laughs) because we'll have changed our clocks. Um, We'll be on daylight time by then. Um, in the um, Aust- in Australia and those areas of the world, this will be on November the 5th for you. Now, the first thing I find really interesting is that this is only four days after Halloween. So we're going to have a pretty dark moon on All Hallows Eve this year. The veil feels really thin lately. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, things feel like kind of really shifting, really off kilter. And um, I think I'm going to explain why. And that's why I wanted to mention the six full moons at 27 degrees before I started. Because I think we're really going into a six month period of major, major transformation. So if we see we had one on um, in October, a full moon at 27 So that's October, November, December, January, February and March. And there's many other reasons why. And I'll probably talk a lot about this in my videos coming up. So please keep following and um, follow my astrology posts as well on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. 
All right. So, but this new uh, new moon on November the fourth is at twelve degrees Scorpio, twelve degrees forty minutes to be exact, and so it's at twelve three degrees. So we'll be looking at the number. It's exactly by seven um, solar arc minutes um, and applying, which means they're moving towards each other. Um, um, seven minutes apart from an exact opposition with Uranus in Taurus, retrograde Uranus in Taurus. So that's pretty much as exact as you can get. So I'll talk more about that. Uranus in the chart will be at 12 degrees and 47 minutes, but he's retrograde and the sun and moon together on the new moon are moving forward together. So we've got the the sun, our core, our ego, if you like, our core center of the universe with the moon, our emotional body on this no moon moment because uh, the point of the new moon is really a no moon and here we have Uranus, the Great Awakener, retrograde, opposing it, and Taurus going, wake up, wake up. And I'll talk more about that as well. But as I said, that's a 12 degrees, and 12 is 1 plus 2 equals 3. So this is a 3, a 12, 3 uh, new moon. We also have Mars at 3 degrees of Scorpio on this new moon. So that's quite a lot of 3s. Um, it's actually on an 11 day. So we've got November, the month and 11 month as well. But November is um, 11. So we get one plus one plus four is five is sorry, six. And then seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. if we add up the whole numbers of the date. So it's kind of an, an 11 day on an 11 month. So we've got a bit of a gateway thing going on there as well. Oh, exciting. But we've also, it's a four day and this is at 40 degrees and that's a number of stability. So there's there's also something being fixed in place here because these are fixed signs, this Scorpio and this Taurus. Um, but we're being waken up out of our fixity to fix new things in place. And uh, oh, there's so much going on on this new moon um, or no moon rather. I do also, and we'll talk about briefly, want to mention that Mercury will have left the shadow of his retrograde in Libra and Mercury will be at 28 degrees Libra, um, can almost exactly conjunct to Haumea, which is rebirth. Um, Haumea is one of the newly discovered um, dwarf planets and uh, Mercury is has been through this journey of retrograde in Libra, uh, dancing with Mars and the Sun, and um, and now Mercury is following behind the other planets, moving about to move into Scorpio, and um, traveling over this planet of rebirth at twenty eight degrees that all the other planets have moved over to. So we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. Um, Venus. Venus is um, spending her last day in Sagittarius on this new moon. She's at the anoretic last degree of, um, of Sagittarius, having crossed over 
Juno and I'll talk a little bit more about that because we've got a lot going on with Juno and um, and Venus together in the upcoming Venus retrograde and so that's a quick reminder to say hey join me on this uh, Venus retrograde journey starting on December the 14th if you're not ready to sign up yet I'm actually doing a preview call on November the 16th as Venus enters the shadow of her retrograde through eclipse season. Oh my goodness, this Venus retrograde is going to be off the charts. But um, we'll talk a little bit more about Venus. And you can find the uh, links for both the preview call and the Venus retrograde heroine's journey class, which is just going to be off the charts. So if you're ready to sign up now, sign up now. Um, there's an optional um, upgrade to book a very uh, discounted one-on-one -on -one session with me. If you're not, if you want to know more, sign up for the preview call. And if you just want to sign up for the preview call, that's fine too. All right. So let's look at some numbers first of all. So we've got a lot of twelves. Um, we've uh, got some 11s too so we're going to look at both but we're going to look at the 12s first of all so the the number 12 in uh, numerology as uh, it comes down to a three and 12 is if you think about 12 it's the number of completion it's the number of wholeness uh, we had 12 signs we've got 12 planets uh, not 12 planets 12 signs 12 houses in astrology we had 12 gods and goddesses in the Dei Consenti in Roman gods and goddesses. Um, there's so many things about the 12. We've got 12 hours in the day. It's a number of completion. It's a number of wholeness. We had the round table of King Arthur. Is uh, You know, everything's round. There's 12. There's six equal sides. There's six yin, there's six yang. And it all comes together to make this complete number, this 12. But um, but we can break it down to a three as well. So 12-3 uh, is about having very strong principles. Okay. And it's the end of a cycle with new beginnings to come. The 12-3 has um, a love of pleasure and is creative and artistic growth, expansion, communication, rhythm and completion are all to do with the 12-3 vibration. So it's it's kind of a lovely number. It's completion, wholeness, creativity. Um, the 12 itself is the one and the two. So it's the, the one, the divine masculine and the two, the divine feminine resulting in the creativity of the three. So there's so much coming together in the three of, of the one, the two and the three. But we have to look at the 12 and the three. So to my mind, this is a lovely, lovely new moon. And this is going to be the first of five new moons at 12 degrees. So we've got six full moons at 27 degrees, five new moons at 12 degrees. So this one is in November. Then we're going to have beginning of December, January, February, March again. Um, I'm not sure when the new moon is in March. I haven't looked it up. But we're entering this whole period of 27 and 12. 
and then we've got that 11 11 um uh, vibration going on as well okay that's um with the day the 11 months and the 11 day and there are some you know, i think there's some 11 well venus is at the anoretic degree she's um at an 11 we've got hygiea at 11 degrees also um not much to say about her but there are quite a few 11s contained within this chart and the number 11 is the master spiritual number that's about the karmic master teacher it's the number of enlightenment inspiration idealism intuitive psychic abilities and and so we're in the dark of this no moon we're close to all hallows eve we're entering eclipse season that starts um, well the first eclipse is on november the 19th then we have a total lunar eclipse on december the 4th then we have on um, december the 15th we have all mars moving past the south node to have and to create another draconic draconic bowl so a draconic bowl is where all the visible planets are contained within one side of the lunar nodes. And it's known as the Kalasarpa, which is the time of the black snake, a time of deep festering transformation, if you like, and but deep power. But even if we look at the um, not the visible planets, all the um, more uh, newly discovered outer planets are also in this draconic bowl we've had two draconic bowls fairly recently both were um both coincided with times of greater chaos and uh, change with the pandemic and all the things that are happening politically in the world i'm undecided whether this draconic bowl ends when ceres passes the north node or whether we have to wait till april when uh, Mercury does. I'm actually thinking we might have to wait till April. I think we're heading into, because that coincides with these new and full moons too, I actually think we're heading into this time of major, major opportunity to change. Okay. And um, so I've realised I haven't pulled a card for this new, uh, new moon, so I'm going to do that. And then I've got quite a lot to talk to you about, about the whole energy of this lunation. And I'll talk more about that in a moment, but let's pull a card. I'm using the Thoth or Toth deck, whichever you say. I think it's Thoth. And we get this card again, the chariot. This, to my mind, indicates this time we are going in. You know, whether we'll be on actual lockdown or not, I don't, I don't want to get in, into that. We're entering this time of real inner transformation and completion and moving out in the spring next year or in the south southern hemisphere in your fall next year we'll be moving out of this um, period after that time the planets kind of spread out a little bit more that we're moving out of this intense time that we've had 
planets like at the square of Pluto and Eris will be starting to separate. The Saturn-Uranus square that we've had this year will be starting to separate. Everything's going to start moving apart and we're going to start heading towards better times in my opinion. But yeah, it kind of feels like, um, you know, we've been building up to this point. Um, the USA is going to be very, very affected because the USA's Pluto is at 27 degrees of Capricorn. And we're going to have all these uh, lunations at 27 degrees, all these full moons and um, an eclipse all at that 27 degree activating that Pluto as Pluto goes to the 27th degree of Capricorn for the USA's Pluto return. Now, everything's going to be affected by this. So this 27 is going to be a very big number. And remember last um, month, I said that it's the number of the Bodhisattva, the enlightened being who um, come, who stays who, to help the rest of humanity will we answer that call? I think we're all being called to be the Bodhisattva and to create this new world, this 12, this three, to complete the old cycle and create the new, bringing the one and two together of the masculine feminine. But back to this, this is the opposite sign. This is cancer. And if you notice, this is a seven, which is um, part of the 27. Um, it's the most spiritual of numbers. The chariot is indicating gathering all your resources. He's holding the world. He's in shining gold armour. He's not moving. He's in preparation. Everything is being drawn in on this card, whether you can see it or not. Okay, so we are in this time of a real churning point of separation. I keep getting this card. I look at these charts coming up and then I think this new moon is taking us into it. The full moon we've just had and this Scorpio new moon with this one being the first um, of five. Five is the number of change um, of five new moons at uh, 12 degrees. And this one is in Scorpio, which is our deepest, deepest um, Kundalini root chakra kind of energy. We are being transformed at its deepest, deepest moment. The modern ruler of the new moon is Pluto. Pluto in this um, on the actual new moon is still going to be at 24 degrees which is another six. By the way, the 369 code that Tesla said, if we understood the 369 code would change the world, is being activated in many ways in all this. 12 is a three. We've got the, some sixes in there with the 24 of Pluto and Eris. Um, we've also um, uh, got the nine with all these 27s coming up and we have some energies at nine degrees in this chart as well. So there's everything is feels like it's coming to a head. I want to kind of give you a little bit of a bigger picture. We've been in what's called a cardinal crisis for several years 
Um, it, a lot of it began around 2011, really majorly. Um, if anything does have a start and a stop with these things, with the with the Pluto Uranus square, we had um, several exact Pluto Uranus squares after Pluto had moved into Capricorn, the sign of our structures that we live in under our institutions and um, and so on. And Uranus Pluto squares started to break down um, the structures of society that we live under. All right. And um, and then this this cardinal crisis has continued with various other things. And and just over the last couple of years, we had the um, big, big um, conjunction of Pluto, Saturn, um, Ceres, Mercury and the Sun all on January the 12th, 2020 at 22 degrees of Capricorn in square to Eris and at 24 degrees of Aries, cardinal signs again. The cardinal signs initiate change. Don't get stuck in too much in my details here. I'm telling you just for the um, history of it. And then we've had a big Leo, um, uh, sorry, Libra emphasis for quite a while um, recently um, with Mercury retrograding in Libra and a new Mars cycle starting in Libra. All of it activating the Pluto Eris square. We also had Jupiter move through Capricorn, activating the Pluto Eris square. Um, the Pluto Eris square was exact five times. The first time since the axial age, A-X-I-A-L age, which was in around the 5th, 6th century BCE. Um, which uh, I think the exact last square of uh, Pluto and Aries in these signs. They have squared since, but in Capricorn and Aries, which are the two signs now, um, was when uh, Babylon was raised to the ground by the Assyrians. So major, major cycles we are going through. And uh, my opinion is that we are kind of going into this big cauldron of alchemical change into this Carla Sapa Venus retrograde in the sign of Capricorn coming up, which is the Venus is the hierarchical ruler of Capricorn. What that means, I'll be talking more about in the preview. But trust me when I say Venus is um, is uh, the higher kind of energy of ourselves. Venus is the most powerful um, personal planet. We need them all. But Venus has been really underestimated and her retrograde in the middle of all this alchemical stew of planets going into a Kalasapa or a draconic bowl is going to be... It kind of feels like it's make or break, really for humanity okay it really does feel that way but back to the new moon 12 degrees there's not many other aspects there's just this um, exact opposition to Uranus on this new moon there is um, a um, very um, 
Now, I'm just going to say there is just that new moon, okay, which is kind of stunning. Here we have no moon. We cannot see the moon at the new moon. It's not even a slither of light. Diana's bow has disappeared. Um, it is the real dark of the moon in the darkest sign, in the darkest time of the year as we go um, for the longest night in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, sorry for this. those of you in the Southern Hemisphere. This just all really fits. Cat Scorpio is the deepest water sign. It's the bottom of the ocean. So here we are. It's dark, dark, dark. All Hallows Eve. Everything is, you know, black and hidden. And that's where we find the shadow. That's where we find our deepest hidden strengths and inner gold. And here we have Uranus in Taurus. He's been in Taurus for quite a while with the Promethean impulse as, um, um, oh, Tarnus, Richard Tarnus calls it the Promethean impulse to awaken us in Venus ruled Taurus, the sign of our values, of what we value. Really, it's the, the sign connected with nature. I, I see it as the most earthly sign. I think we are being awakened to what we're doing on this earth and this is kind of our make or break period for are we going to do what's needed to be done are we going to move forward to change how we live on the earth how we recognize this interconnectedness of it this deep web of connectedness um or are we not okay so, yeah, as I said, the, the ruler of um, the Scorpio no moon is Pluto. Pluto's over there in Capricorn, still in square to Eris, still shaking things up. Venus will station retrograde on that Pluto. So watch this space. And Venus is about to go into Capricorn and will really start to feel this energy of transformation. Now, I mentioned the 369 code and I did mention that Mars is at three degrees of Scorpio. Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio. OK, and Mars is actually at three degrees, 33 minutes of Scorpio on this new moon in the you cannot make this stuff up kind of energy and incidentally Pluto is at 24 6 so there's the six I'll tell you where the nines come in in a minute so again three resonates with optimism joy inspiration creativity it is the triad it's the father the son the holy spirit and the holy spirit is the divine feminine really and the sun is the sun our core <laughs> okay so we've got uh, yeah Anyway, it's the past, present, future. It's heaven, human and earth. It's connecting all of this in the three. And Mars is our divine protector. He was the guardian of agriculture. He's not just the warrior. He is the warrior, but he's not only the warrior. He's the warrior who wants to protect all that we have. Okay, 
And in Scorpio, he's like the psychic surgeon. So this no moon is going to cut really deep with Mars at that three degrees, 33 minutes, uh, three, 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 a triple three. Then the nines. Oh, my goodness. We have Chiron. Chiron in Aries, healing the divine masculine. Mars ruled. And if you think about where Mars is at three degrees, 33 minutes, that adds up to a nine. And Chiron in Mars ruled Aries is healing the divine masculine within both our hero's journey and our heroine's journey of coming to um, live in balance with the divine masculine and feminine within and without because we have all of it within each of us okay but not only do we have Chiron at nine degrees Chiron is um, there at nine degrees of Aries we also have Ceres the great mother and if you've and listen to or watched any of my series work. I talked about the series retrograde on my YouTube channel. The video is still there. Um, about a few, four or five videos back, you can find it. Um, series has moved back to nine degrees of Gemini in her retrograde. So series and um, Chiron are in aspect to each other at nine degrees. Okay. And um, in, in um, Gemini, Ceres is really asking us to rethink how we live on the earth. And I have this theory that Ceres is actually the last personal planet, the undiscovered personal planet, the unacknowledged personal planet, because this is our mother, this is our protectress and she is just inside the asteroid belt she is actually after mars before we go out to the rest of the uh, cosmos to the transpersonal planets um and so i kind of think she is uh, the missing link in our humanity yeah maybe i get a bit fantastic at times but uh, i kind of feel it's right now Ceres in Gemini is actually in square to Pallas Athena, the cosmic owl, and uh, daddy's daughter, Pallas Athena, in Pisces. And Pallas Athena really had daddy issues, if you like. She was the uh, born from her father's head, um, uh, and she leapt from his head. She was kind of this um, um, warrior who, uh, you know, problem solver uh, with her shield to repel uh, the mask the the men in her life she she if you like was the um was the divine feminine who was really trying to i'm trying to find the the picture i want to talk to you about and i cannot find it i will do in a second she was the divine feminine um figure who kind of rejected her femininity if you like because she did not have any um uh, masculine kind of uh, sorry any feminine kind of uh, role models Pallas Athena is really represents the separation from her feminine and the identification with the masculine 
of of having to do that hero's journey having to go out there and be um you know alone and um very yang in energy and she is on her own heroine's journey to really heal the divine feminine within herself the initiation and descent to the goddess and the integration of the masculine and feminine so we've got the nines in that completing this 369 code which tesla and many others have talked about you can google it but um but it's believed that the 369 code what did tesla say his words were all right tesla's codes were i can't remember was the key to the universe okay now i want to read you something that uh, talking about these numbers of the um, 369 code if you have triple numbers uh, like we have on this one we have triple one adds up to three triple two adds up to six triple three adds up to nine triple four is a twelve three triple five is a fifteen six triple six is an eighteen nine and so on and so forth triple nine is twenty seven nine and we have three nines with the lineup of the goddesses um series and Pallas athena and with chiron the um the midwife to healing really um or the mid husband to healing if you want a gender a, um, a, a healer he's the key to healing so oh so much healing coming from these new moons so much hope but i also think that they are an opportunity we humans are the only ones that kind of understand this energy and really need to uh, learn the lesson about change i kind of feel like we might do it but it might be at the skin of our teeth and after kind of this alchemical change that we've got coming up activated by these lunations all right now i said i think i said i'd say a little bit more about venus and uh, juno uh, Juno is um, our sacred marriage of the divine masculine and feminine within. She is also our marriage in asteroid in our personal charts, but she represents the divine marriage of the masculine and feminine within, to my mind. She's the real Heros Gamos. And all these asteroids and um, female archetypes that are being used now in astrology and in literature and in terminology are part of the rising heroine's journey we're realizing that perhaps um, as feminists maybe for such a long time a lot of um, feminism did really um, identify with the masculine really you know women have tried to be um, equal in a masculine world whereas really we need to reintegrate the feminine and then integrate the masculine and feminine together we need to heal the divine feminine reconnect with it and heal the wounded masculine which is uh, chiron in aries because the masculine has been wounded under the patriarchy too so it kind of feels to me like we're in this uh, 
time of the black snake that is really pulling us towards healing all these woes that we've lived under under the patriarchal systems for so long so so long you know <laughs> to the point when i look at some of these cycles i think well is there any hope because you know there's always been raping and pillaging and such but actually no i believe there was a time when things were more balanced and we're being given a chance to balance that again at this time oh okay <laughs> so what else did I want to talk to you about? I wanted to talk to you about um, patience and waiting, I think. Okay. Because in all of this, um, the 27s, we've, I read the, last time I read the 27 um, Sabian symbol and the um, Chandra symbol by Elias Lonsdale. Um, but um, I'm going to start looking at the I Ching too. Now I want to read you about hexagram 27. Um, I um, have a therapist. I was telling her some of my, like my own kind of awakenings and thoughts and she said, I want to read you hexagram 27. So she said the hexagram 27 is Hsu, H-S-U, umlaut above. And that's waiting or nourishment. Nourishment is what series is all about. So yeah. All beings have need of nourishment from above, but the gift of food comes in its own time. And for this one must wait. This hexagram shows the clouds in the heavens giving rain to refresh all that grows and to provide mankind with food and drink. The rain will come in its own time. We cannot make it come. We have to wait for it. The idea of waiting is further suggested by the attribu attributes of the two trigrams Strength within, danger in front. Strength in the face of danger does not plunge ahead, but bides its time, whereas weakness in the face of danger grows agitated and has not the patience to wait. The judgment, waiting if you are sincere, you have light and, if sorry, waiting, if you are sincere, you have light and success. Perseverance brings good fortune. It furthers one to cross the great water. Waiting is not um, mere empty hope, hoping. It has the inner certainty of reaching the goal. Such certainty alone gives that light which leads to success. This leads to the perseverance that brings good fortune and bestows power to cross the great water. So I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but I want to read you the um, little words about the image. Clouds rising up to heaven, the image of waiting, 
Thus the superior man eats and drinks and is joyous, the three, and of good cheer. Um, the lines. Nine at the beginning means waiting in the meadow. It furthers no one, it furthers one to abide in what endures. No blame. Okay. So to my mind, this is, is telling me that we need to get strength and courage and patience and wait. We're entering this six month period of intense um, Kali energy uh, under the Kala Sapa, this intense alchemical transformation energy. But it's got within it, within chaos and change and alchemical thing, is creativity, the three. And so more of that is coming forward with this lunation to my mind. This is a pretty huge period, you know. Uh, do I think it's all going to end? I do not know. <laughs> because time, you know, we don't, things don't have a start, things don't have a beginning, but this part is huge. I do want to talk to you quickly about the, the 12 3 again, though, of this. If you look at the watch face, if you think about how this shows up in um, everywhere for us, we have 12 at the top, which is a 12. 1 plus 2 equals 3. Then in the first quarter, like the horoscope <laughs> or the chart, we have 1 and 2 equals 3. Then we have 3. Then we have 4 and 5, which is a 9. Then we have the 6 at the bottom. Then we have 7 and 8, which is 15, which is a 6. Then we have the 9. Then we have 10 and 11, which all adds up to 21, which is a 3. You cannot make this stuff up at all. The same applies in a 24-hour clock face. I can tell you that one. Um, 369 is a big thing and it's showing up everywhere on this new moon. I think it, it's showing up on the next five new moons, including this one. It's showing up on the next five full moons and the one that we've just had at the 27 degrees. We've got so much 369 energy that is um, it's off the charts. Now, it could be said that three is energy, colour, matter, world, volume, body. Uh, six, is, six is subjectivity, thought, goal, rule. Nine is love, light, existence and energy. So put all those together. You know, you can look up more. This is amazing stuff, people. And yeah, I'm an astrologer, but I can't help. All these other symbols are just speaking to me right now. I think Ceres is a huge part of it. Um, I really have to start. Oh my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> Our COVID numbers have gone. <laughs> anyway, not letting that bother me anymore. But anyway, let me read you the um, symbols for uh, for the degree of the new moon or the no moon. We always go up. So we go to uh, 13, to Scorpio's 13. And the reason is that um, 
the degrees of the uh, of a sign in astrology start at zero to 29 of each sign and the symbols go from one to 30. So we don't have a zero symbol so we always go up because rarely are we on exactly a number anyway. It's always like this one is 12 degrees and 40 minutes so we go up to 30. Okay. So I'm going to read the Sabian symbol first. An inventor performs a laboratory experiment. The driving urge towards achievement, which is at the root of civilization. At whatever level, the development of more complete and efficient forms of social interplay, the essence of the process of civilization, demands ingenuity, inventiveness, that's Uranus, is opposing, um, and the willingness to experiment within relatively secure testing conditions. One must try to go to the roots of problems of interpersonal and international relations, as well as to discover the principles controlling the interaction between material particles and larger bodies. Modern technology is only one approach to immensely complex, an immensely complex problem. Intuition is as necessary to success as intellectual analysis. And Scorpio is deep intuition. All right. Um, so he's talking really, um, this is Rudyard's interpretation, the ability to relate seemingly unrelated facts. So the the um, energy of Uranus opposing this new moon is kind of awakening us to this ingenious energy, this inventiveness. Okay. So the uh, Chandra symbol. Someone tells a joke and no one laughs. Discordance between inner self and outer world, which is Scorpio, Taurus. Okay. Myriad forms of conflict and understanding. The intensity of what has been building up inside has gone too far for too long and has become angry, vengeful and saturated with resentment. Meanwhile, the broader environment has come to seem in hallucinatory fashion to exclude everything you bear and even to grotesquely deny your chances for a meaningful life. And so you dramatise karmically over and over again the pre-programmed sequence of bringing out inward treasures and finding them spat upon or being given no room to let it out. A state of brooding darkness ensues. Fear and doubts multiply. However, a ray of hope exists. You must find, despite yourself, new ways to express and embody implicitly embracing and encompassing the negative reflection feedback loop and saying, I can bring myself through another way. And this time I will take the charge off and just be authentic without expectations or assumptions. And if I do bring myself through this way, I know everybody will get the joke. Now, I really kind of feel this personally. I feel it already building. Uh, you know, I think um, 
I've, I've kind of had this angry, vengeful, saturated with resentment um, kind of phase and Scorpio can take us into those depths. However, what we're finding is this Uranus awakening um, to finding our own way through that will take the charge off and allow us to be authentic in this um, this um, broader environment that is changing so much. Okay, so I hope this all has meaning for you. I kind of feel like I'm I'm really going off onto kind of real wow stuff lately but it's just been speaking to me and I hope that I can take you with me what I see overall with this new moon is it's the start or well we actually started on the full moon but when we go into the darkness we're really in this alchemical soup both personally and collectively okay we're going into this journey into our collective um shadow our real darkest um, hidden self to find our hidden strengths to mine our inner diamond to find and create a better life a better world and to move forward <sighs> so don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel for more of this um I I feel I'd love to tell you a little story about myself before I go. Okay, my chart. I'm not going to show it, but I have all these major goddess figures prominent in my chart: the asteroids or dwarf planets, as we call them. Ceres is conjunct my ascendant. Athena is conjunct Jupiter, my ruling planet, her father. Juno is conjunct my Mercury. Vesta is square, my Uranus-Chiron opposition, <laughs> almost exactly. Lilith is conjunct my moon. I feel like these goddesses are just speaking to me at the moment. So I hope you let me speak them through me. So subscribe to my channel, share if you feel so inclined. Give me a thumbs up if you enjoy the video. Give me a comment. Give me your thoughts about what's coming. I'm actually going to copy and paste that um, Chandra symbol because it's so complex in the notes on both the podcast and on YouTube. So you can go and read the words yourself. But you can also Google Chandra symbols and find the one for Scorpio 13 um, on a site called Aqua. Aquaofire.net. A Q U A O R Fire.net. And you will be able to read it. So have a um, wonderful six months coming up. Think of alchemy. Think of transformation. Think of this card of going within and really digging in deep to um, emerge polished like a diamond ready for the new world. Much love.